Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. I just want to say today I am in less than ideal audio conditions. I do not have central AC in my house. I have it only in my bedroom. So I have to record in my bedroom because the mic is getting glitchy because it's so hot. So I apologize if the audio is not up to normal standards, but otherwise then there's no episode and we don't want to do that. Today we are discussing the Bombardier Challenger 300, 350 and flying with Bruce Willis. I received a wonderful podcast and book review from a listener named Kelly. I am new to the industry and cannot tell you how much I enjoy listening to your podcast. You would think that it might scare me away, but it does the opposite. Your brutal, honest truth allows me to know the dark side and determine how I would handle situations and how to mentally prepare for the strangest of situations. Also, the characteristics and skills you talk about for successful CFAs match my skill set, so that inspires me to keep on keeping. That makes me so happy, Kelly, because sometimes I think about, oh my gosh, am I just scaring people off? And uh, it's nice to know I'm not, (laughs) and it's nice to know that you understand that you have that skill set as many of the listeners do. So it's nice to know that, yeah, okay, what would I do in this situation? How can I handle this situation? It's different. It's quirky. So that's great. You're a problem solver. There you go. The Challenger 300 and 350 are the first of the three midsize or smaller private jets that can fit a flight attendant that we will be discussing on the podcast. Bombardier made the Challenger 300. It's no longer being made, and the newest version of this jet is called the Challenger 350. If you recognize the name Bombardier, it's because this is the manufacturer who also makes the Global from episode 54 and the Challenger 600 series from episode 57. Bombardier is a French-Canadian manufacturer. In comparison to large private jets that we've discussed, the Challenger 300 and 350 have a much smaller range of only 3,200 nautical miles. That will get you from New York to Los Angeles nonstop, or I've seen New York to Calgary, Canada nonstop. But it can easily fly into those tough airports such as Aspen, Colorado. The Challenger 300 and 350 have those famous rectangular windows, and they seat nine passengers. The typical cabin setup is six seats with four club seats in the front and two club seats facing each other in the aft and a couch in the aft that seats three. There is a small lav or bathroom in the aft and cargo is behind the lav. At the front of the cabin, there is a small galley or kitchen. There is no galley door, so it's just you standing in front of the packs the entire time or the passengers the entire time. The galley is a small countertop and has several drawers below. There is a space atop for wine glasses and some snacks. And then there's the tiniest microwave you have ever seen in your entire life. So just search Challenger 300 and see what I'm talking about, just so you're prepared. Sometimes they have a small sink, but most times they don't. That means you are washing silverware, glasses, and dishes in the aft lav if you have to. Now, in this situation, I just want to clarify. If you have 
nine passengers, if you have seven passengers and they've all eaten and they all have, you know, the glasses and the silverware and whatever, then of course you're going to put it in a dishware bin and then hand it to the line people to wash. But if you have just a few things, I have definitely been known to go into the aft lav and wash them and dry them and put them right back because it's just easier for the pilots, especially if they're doing charter and especially if they're on a very quick turnaround, very short layover type of thing, then I would definitely do a solid for the pilots. Over the microwave and countertop inset area, there is a roll top cover so everything looks nice for takeoff and landing. So meaning that if you think of the galley countertop, it kind of goes deep and there's the microwave and then there's a space next to the microwave, usually to the right. And you can put anything in there. You can put in sugar packets and I don't know, uh, coffee stirs and things like that. And then there's a roll top cover. Think of like a roll top desk and you just put it over that so it looks all clean and beautiful and everything's hidden. There's a small amount of closet space to hang coats and such. Basically with catering and anything extra, you have to stuff everything into drawers and closet space. I've used the sink as storage and then put the cover over the sink. I've used the microwave and anything else possible. I would not recommend using the garbage drawer even if it's clean as storage because the passengers see everything because there's no galley door on this aircraft. Now, if the passengers are people who really aren't paying attention, you've lined the garbage drawer with a completely new uh, garbage bag, trash bag, so it's absolutely fine, then that's one thing. If they're really, they, they don't even know what the garbage drawer is, then you could get away with it. But for the most part, try not to. All you have to eat food is the microwave and that's it. And it's so tiny that it can only fit one dish at a time. Usually the passengers are well aware of this. So they usually don't order elaborate catering or they order easy food such as sandwiches, fruit platters, etc. Occasionally there's a pain in the ass who orders a few hot courses, but fortunately I haven't seen it. I had one billionaire passenger who would always charter Challenger 300s, and I was usually his F.A., and he loved Indian food, but he wasn't a pain in the ass. It was just him usually, and all he would do is he wanted his chicken tiki masala heated up, and then he wanted his naan heated up, and that was it. So it wasn't a lot of drama. It was actually pretty easy. You know, make everything easy for yourself if there's rice, and then there's chicken tiki masala, and you can combine it together. If they haven't specified, then you combine it together. You know, that type of thing. Just make it as easy on yourself as you can. I have a story. It's not my story, but it's a good story where, and it happened on Challenger 300, where I was flying for this charter company and these pilots who are super nice, they <laughs> told me they had just come off of a trip where the passengers, there were seven passengers and they were extremely demanding and made the pilot go back and heat up all their courses. And he said it was the most obnoxious thing. They wanted their garlic bread heated up in the microwave. They wanted spaghetti and meatballs heated up in the microwave. They had something else hot. They had salads and they basically made the pilot be the flight attendant. And I never understand when I hear these stories, which are rare, but I have heard of these stories. Don't you want the pilots flying the plane? 
that's what I would want my pilot to do. Hello, uh, if you want a flight attendant, hire a flight attendant. You obviously have plenty of money to hire a flight attendant. So I never understand that or do it yourself. I think of the Challenger 300 or 350 as a very functional jet. It gets you to and from your destination Still with the private jet lifestyle, right? But it's not the jet you show off to your other jet-owning rich friends. It doesn't impress like a G650 or even the larger counterpart to the Challenger, the Global. The charter companies often use these smaller Challengers for their charter customers. They're extremely popular. Companies like NetJets, ExoJet, and Clay Lacey use the Challenger 300 and 350. Here's a really gross story that I know you will like. I might have told this story before, but just in case I haven't, this did happen on a Challenger 300. It did not happen to me. Again, this is a situation where I was working for the charter company and the pilots came in from a trip and told me this story. So normally in for this uh, charter company, I would walk out to the plane and meet the pilots, you know, go on the FBO, introduce myself, whole thing, and say who I am, show ID, and then, you know, I was able to go out to the plane when they gave me permission. And they would not let me go out to the plane. So finally, the pilot came in and said to me, listen, I've got to tell you what what happens. Apparently, now I saw on that jet that a bunch of people came off And it was all these young girls and this older man, let's say he was 55 and the younger girls were young. I mean, maybe 18, 19. And they were all rowdy and laughing and the whole thing. And that's really all I saw. The pilot said one of the young women on the plane got so drunk that she went to the bathroom and instead of taking a dump in the toilet like a normal human being, she somehow lifted herself up on the sink and took a shit in the sink. So (laughs) that is considered a biological waste. That is considered hazardous material. So they had to get a special cleaning crew in there to clean that out. And then we could go back on. And let me tell you something, they did a pretty good job because I didn't smell a damn thing. Nothing. They clean that, covered that up. It was pretty impressive, but I did have to wait a little while. And I want to say the next trip was delayed a little bit because of this person doing this idiotic thing. You don't hear of that a lot. And a lot of times I have to say that these charter companies are usually on the up and up. They will research their passengers. They will research their social media. They will get references, that type of thing. And I know for a fact, that what these people did, they were 100% written up. And I can tell you that because they delayed the flight behind them, then they will probably not be a passenger or passengers again, because this happened. Because the charter companies can't have this kind of stuff happening, because then you're delaying the next trip and the next trip and the next trip and other people are using the plane. It's not your plane. So yeah, that was pretty gross. Luckily, I was not a party to that one. (laughs) Finally, I will discuss flying with Bruce Willis. I probably flew him somewhere around 2017, 2018, when he was still in his heyday. Unfortunately, in the past year, in 2023, Willis has been diagnosed with FTD or frontotemporal dementia, 
I flew him on a Challenger 300 along with his manager, who is very nice. I remember the manager making sure that we had a couch for Willis that Willis could lie on. Uh, The manager came on the plane before Willis and checked on this. He said that his client is around six feet and needs something to stretch out on. I showed him the couch and he seemed to be fine with it. When Bruce Willis came on, I was surprised by how much better looking he is in person. He looks older in person, like a really attractive grandpa, and he's much thinner than what he looks like in movies. He had bright blue eyes, and he had a bald head with that bright white hair shadow. It surprised me how much he looked like my husband. And when I looked up his wife, she and I resemble each other, so my husband and I are the shorter versions of Bruce Willis and Emma Willis. (laughs) I found him to be a very smiley, happy guy. He remembered my name. He ate very healthy, but asked for dessert and I had none. Upon instructions from his wife, I could not serve dessert. Both he and his manager figured that out and we're kind of giggling about it. They drank a large bottle of alcohol on the trip and drank all of it. So I was actually very impressed by that. They could hold their liquor. They didn't seem drunk at all. Overall, it was a nice interaction with Willis. I felt he was good energy, happy, polite, and respectful. As someone who grew up with a live-in grandmother with dementia, I truly wish Bruce Willis and his family the best. So the ways you can support this podcast, of course, you guys know, you got to buy the Corporate Flight Attendant book. It is a brutally honest guide to your dream job that reveals all the necessary information to succeed in this business. I talk about the Corporate Flight Attendant interview, where to train, what a day in the life looks like, salary, daily rate, and I updated and revised the book for 2023. So now you have the interview cover letter resume section, and I go deeper into the day in the life. Then there's also the CFA strategy session. If you are an aspiring or new corporate flight attendant who needs guidance and a leg up, especially with cover letter resume, a mock job interview, and answering any question you may have, let's do a video conferencing session. Yes, my book in this service supports me in this podcast, but it also supports you on your CFA career journey. And I know there's many of you out there who you just like listening to the behind the scenes. You have no interest in being a corporate flight attendant you can also donate. All the links are in the show notes. I am dropping the next episode on Friday, July 28th, 2023. Until then, happy flying.